Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor with a group practice here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I specialize in women as well as maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we'll talk about womanhood, motherhood, and a little bit of everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. Hey guys, welcome back for season five of the Push Through Podcast. It's I'm back a little later than what I expected. Uh, my intentions were to be back mid-January and here we are a whole month later but you know sometimes things happen but I'm here now and I wanted to put this episode out as kind of an introduction into season five. I kind of alluded to in the last episode that a lot of our previous episodes have mostly been about birth stories, how birthing parents and mothers have been able to push through find balance, um, just awareness of their bodies and their motherhood journey. And I wanted to make season five a little bit different. Just for me and myself, I wanted to make 2022 a year about being present. And I talk about being present a lot and how I have this love-hate relationship with social media And whenever I am with friends or with family, I am literally that person that puts my phone away and I am with them in the moment. And my husband gets mad at me sometimes because he's like, you are the worst when you are with family or friends because you don't pick up your phone. And this is true because I don't have my phone. I don't know where it is because I like to be fully present. And I wanted this year to be about self-care on so many different levels. I wanted people to have, people that I work with or people that I talk to or people that I care about, to see self-care more so than just about getting your nails done or your hair done or attending appointments and doing tasks, but more so on listening to their bodies, listening to what it is that really fulfills them and heals them. And I feel like this is a different level of being able to push push through, being able to recognize what you need in order to take it to the next level or to continue or to stay content in where you're at. Because day to day is not always cookie cutter and a skip down the road. Um, We have challenges, we have stressors, we have things that are thrown at us and it's so hard to always figure out ways to navigate it. And sometimes you may not always be able to get an appointment to your massage therapist. Sometimes you may not always be able to get in um, with your hairstylist, but what are some other tools and avenues in which you can push through so that you can make it and be able to show up as the mother that you wanna be, as the partner you wanna be, the daughter, or the employee, or just showing up for yourself. And so I wanted to dedicate this season in all of that, and talking to different experts and self-care, being able to share my own insights on how I'm maintaining that for 2022. Because if I shared this or not in my last episode, The end of 2021, I was extremely burnt out 
extremely exhausted. I felt like I was irritable. I was always tired. And I felt bad because whenever people would ask me how I was doing, I always said, I just feel tired. Like I felt like I was walking in this fog of exhaustion. And it's not always, you know, a great thing to feel like you have to be productive or always having things to do. And I had a friend the other day that said, Keisha's like the hardest working person that I know. And I really don't feel like I am, honestly. Maybe like on the outside, I look like I am, but I don't feel like I, in reality, I am. And I also wonder, because I'm getting older, I wonder like if you age, if fatigue like shows up. Because whenever I just think back to when I was in college, I could like go out or stay up until like 2 a.m. or, you know, pull all, all nighters when studying for an exam and not feel that exhausted. And and I wondered, like, does getting older, your capacity for the things that can tie you out is not as vast as it once was when you were 20, 21 to 25? Because I just don't understand, like, why I'm so tired all the time. <laughs> um, and in that, because I am someone who likes to learn and research things, someone told me, I feel like you're a walking Wikipedia, because you're just you just know all these random facts. And there was this quote that I heard that a wise woman knows a little about a lot of things. And I am someone who like learning is a part of my self-care. Just knowing the answer to things and not like an answer from a he said, she said, but like really like getting to the root of an answer. So I, I'm going on, on like a rabbit hole, but follow me, stay with me. Um, so I looked it up and I researched it. And yes, as people do get older, their fatigue or tiredness um, sets in more than what it was when you were 16, 15, um, 13. I remember being in middle school sometimes and like you meet someone new and you just be on the phone with them for a long time. I remember being like tired, like I could get home from school and want to nap. But not like tired like this. So it is a combination of you're getting older. So you are tired more. And then also you are using your brain power more. Um, You are constantly thinking about things critically, making decisions, um, figuring things out versus when you were younger. And for some people, it was just like go to school and go home and that's it. Like that's that was the majority of your day. Socialize with your friends. Which box of cereal am I gonna eat? Or am I gonna watch TGI Friday or old episodes of Amen? And that was, the, you know, that was it. Versus now, it's maintaining the family budget, um, paying bills, picking up kids, uh, is my licensing renewed, uh, scheduling people's appointments. Um, my kid has his immunizations coming up, just like all of these other things to constantly be working in the background to be thinking about. And I also think a huge thing that contributed to my exhaustion at the end of last year is that we moved, we moved out of our first home. And I think that on the surface, I felt okay about it, but I think underneath I recognize that I'm not always someone that's just jumping for change. Change can be somewhat challenging and it takes me a minute to um, adjust 
and making space for that adjustment because it, it is a pivot. And I think that contributed to it. Plus, I um, grew a lot in my business last year. Um, and being able to prepare and, and have it to a point where it can coast this year. So that contributed to it as well. And then we're still in COVID. You know, we're still in the pandemic. Um, it's not like I can just go hop on a flight and go to Bermuda. I mean, I could, but I'm not um, for a few weeks. And I've talked about this before. Our child care situation with support isn't as accessible as others may be. So that's always a strategic task. So it's just a lot of different things. And I think it's also important that we do a self-assessment. I tell my clients all the time that your body will tell you what you need, what you're lacking. It's just a matter of you listening to it. Don't always feel like you have to be on autopilot. Don't always feel like you have to say yes to everything that you're invited to or you are propositioned for. That boundaries is a form of self-care and always being mindful of, is this a full body yes that I am giving this to? And also being mindful of why you're saying yes. If you're saying yes because you don't want to seem like you're someone that doesn't want to help or you you don't want to support this person that is asking this task of you, if that's your only reason why you're saying yes when the rest of your body is saying no, examining that as well. Because I tell clients sometimes like they're like dog tired, you know, don't have no no time for themselves, really would just like to sleep in and lay in bed, but they're saying yes to meet this friend who's been having this hard time and they want to go over there at the crack of dawn and do all of this, move them out of this warehouse. It's going to take eight hours and then they're not going to have any time for themselves and then they have to go back to work on Sunday and then that was their whole weekend. And it's just like, okay, so let's say you don't have a full body yes to this. How can you support this person in a different way? Can you be able to offer this instead of that? Um, Can you be able to show up on this date instead of that date? You don't have to commit or say yes to the complete thing that this person has offered you. And if your body is feeling tired, exhausted, if you feel like you have tension, if you are weighted down, if you feel like you are walking in a fog, if you're forgetful, if you haven't been getting adequate sleep, if you feel irritable, snappy, in a bad mood, agitated, all of those things are like signs, red flags, that your body is saying, you need to chill out, you need to sit down somewhere um, and do things that feel good, like watching a movie, um, being able to read a book, being able to sit outside, Something that we did on Saturday, and I'm going to get a little bit into this other book that I'm reading, starting to read, and I'm going to try to tackle this book and finish it before the end of the month. I'm going to hold myself accountable to this because I can just, you know, sit on YouTube. But (laughs) something that I realized that was really moving to me, we went to the aquarium on Saturday, which in hindsight was kind of a bad idea, but... You know, we you have to buy your tickets online ahead of time, and we were already a hundred dollars in, so we kind of like had to just go for it because it was four of us, two adults, and one kid and one kid for free. But I say like it was kind of a bad idea because it was like everybody had the same idea. But then again, I don't know when the aquarium is ever not 
crowded here in Atlanta because I think it's considered it's like the nation's largest aquarium. And they have amazing exhibits, um, the beluga whales. They now have artists added the sharks, which is super cool. And I've always thought their spider crabs was amazing. Um, they have an incredible exhibit, so I can see why it brings a lot of attention. But it felt like I was at the mall on Black Friday. That's how packed it was. Like it took, it took a minute just to drive into the parking deck. And then it took maybe another 30, 45 minutes just to find a parking spot in the parking deck. And then we had to park at the very top of the parking deck, like where there's no cover, where it's just like air. And you could like, you were in the city skyline and it felt kind of scary because you were so high. That's how packed it was. (laughs) And it's like, it's COVID. So I even had a mask on my one-year-old who doesn't even wear a mask because there's no mask that fit him. But I had to make a mask (laughs) because it was like, you know, how can we like social distance as much as possible? And I would never tell my mother that I attended there because she would flip out. And I, I doubt that she listens to the podcast. But anyway, so we're there and we're kind of just trying to like fly through the exhibit so that we can say we went, we saw and we got out um, while being as far as from people as possible, but also seeing what's there. So we like made it through the whole thing within like 40 minutes and then like jetted out. But it was watching the beluga whales and the stingrays that I just felt, and even the sharks, that I just felt so moved, like emotionally moved. And it kind of started a little bit before then because Will Smith's new documentary, docuseries, Um, premiered at the beginning of the year on Discovery Channel, which, or National Geographic, which if you have Disney Plus, it's on there and I highly recommend it. And it's, Will is combating his fears and taking these adventures and doing things that he's never imagined doing before. And I've always been a viewer of all of the Planet Earth series. Like back in 2000. 10, um, 2000, was it 2008 ish? My boyfriend at the time, now husband, had bought me the complete series on DVD Blu ray. <laughs> and like, that's how much I'm into all of those Planet Earth, National Geographic um, shows because I just think it's so beautiful. And I think that we, not me per se, but um, society kind of puts a lot of money. Um, into outer space with like getting to Mars or Bezos, the billionaire trying to fly people all the way, you know, to the moon or whatnot. And it's kind of ridiculous, but I feel like there's so much on earth that is to be explored. Um, The floor of the ocean, the Congo, the Amazon rainforest, Um, Even looking at animals and how they migrate or how they live in a a communal kind of environment together, how the earth changes, the earth's atmosphere, um, climate change, just, just all like the earth is freaking amazing. Like it really is. (laughs) Like it really, really is. And I even had to take a minute because I'm always thinking like, oh, I want to, you know, 
go to Europe more. I want to go to like the South Polynesian Islands. But there's even a lot in the United States that is breathtaking. Um, over, it wasn't like Christmas break. It was the first week of January. I went for a friend's birthday. We went to Palm Springs and we went hiking in Joshua Tree. And Joshua Tree spans over parts of Utah, parts of Arizona, and parts of California. And obviously we was in the California version. But there were cacti that I've never even seen before. Like it was like a black cactus, like a vast field of acres of black cactuses. <laughs> and um never seen Joshua Tree, like the, the type of tree it was and what it looked like. Never seen it before. And just like things that you just can't imagine. I remember the first time I went to Arizona and I went to Sedona and looking at the mesas and that was breathtaking to see what that looks like. And I would even like to go to Utah and see a lot of what their national parks have to offer just from what I've seen in pictures. And it's very a ground, just looking at earth and everything that nature has to offer is a very grounding experience. It brings you back to the present and it kind of makes you aware that, and I've, I've preached this many times, that life is to not be taken advantage of. And kind of a part of our purpose is to live and absorb and experience and to view and to be mesmerized and moved and all of those things while we are here and we can touch, feel, breathe, sense, taste, um, see all of those things, really embracing that while we're here. So that episode with Will Smith, again, I highly recommend, just got me thinking so much more about living, combating your fears, um, thinking about what can be on the other side of fear and things that can hold you back. And of course, like I have fears that I'll never combat. I will never jump out of a plane. I'll never do bungee jumping. Um, but I want to spend this year just eating and cooking meals and enjoying my friends and loved ones and just living life and feeling happier. And I feel it. Like it's February 15th and I've been in a good mood this year. I have not been agitated. I have not been irritated. I have not been snappy at my children. I've enjoyed them. I've enjoyed spending time with them. And it has been so pleasurable. And I, I highly recommend you do a self-inventory of yourself of how are you feeling today? What is your body telling you today? What do you feel like you need more of? What do you feel like you are worthy of? And what do you feel like is getting in the way of you being able to get that? How can you overcome that to get to that other side? The other part of what I wanted to talk about, since we're in the spirit of self-care, is I recorded an episode with the amazing Michelle Goodlow. And just like... You know, the universe works sometimes. I don't know if we were in retrograde or what, but I had some technical issues <laughs> and that episode is lost in the world somewhere. And I was so frustrated about it because that was one of those days I was supposed to have childcare, childcare fell through. So I had to put my child, my youngest down for a nap, set my other one up you know, record in the living room where he was accessible and hoping he wouldn't talk and we were able to execute and do the entire interview and it was done. I was going to upload it last week and it was not on my laptop anymore. So 
I decided that I couldn't go without still highlighting something that Michelle has accomplished and talking about it. So just to give you a little background about Michelle, because Michelle, um, she is a fellow therapist and she did an IG live with me on the Push Through Mom page. So if you go and you scroll, we do a whole talk about self-care. And a background about her, she's a licensed clinical social worker and experienced project manager dedicated to helping others develop healthy relationships with themselves and with others. With a professional background in providing clinical interventions, compassion-based services, and statewide advocacy for people impacted by domestic violence, child abuse, and stress-related conflict, the focus of Michelle's career has been to develop and institute accessible and resourceful avenues of support through her agencies, The Essence of Healing, LLC, and gmichelle.com. Michelle has also been a sponsor um, of the summit that we had back in September. She had released um, to the investment as well as another self-care journal Um, And we were heavily promoting those because she is such a well-versed person on self-care and really reevaluating that. And she's also the creator of the wellness resource website, G. Michelle, which I mentioned, which offers busy, caring people the opportunity to make self-care a practical part of their lives. Michelle facilitates interactive workshops for nonprofit and private organizations that experience challenges with addressing self-care, compassion, fatigue, and professional burnout. So an incredible thing about Michelle, which is what we talked about in our conversation that you will never hear (laughs) because it it doesn't exist anymore, is um, the fact that she recently had a baby, her first, and she's on maternity leave. And in the midst of that, the release of her third book, I Own My Magic, Self-Talk for Black Women, Affirmations for Self-Care and Empowerment was released. And I have a copy that she gifted me that I'm going to be doing a giveaway on, um, on Instagram. So please follow so you can be able to put your name in the ring and win the book, but also purchase my own copy because like I said, this is a journey for me and and I'm going to take advantage of all of the things in which she is sharing and affirmations are a huge thing, but the book looks beautiful. The graphics are beautiful and it is a wealth of information. And in our conversation, I asked her, how on earth were you able to be pregnant, write a book, and release a book all within your perinatal journey, right? And she was saying, you know, she could see how it could look very stressful, but these had all been things that she'd been documenting and keeping in her notes um, for years, And when the situation or the proposition came up for her to put this book out for the publisher, she was able to just pull from real life experiences, conversations she's had with others, things that she's already been putting into place, things that she's observed and she's learned. And it was kind of simple. Like she is the walking truth of something that she she preaches. And also what's so important is being that this is Black History Month and Owning your magic for black women is so important. Um, You know, sometimes hearing things that have a positive effect on us or a positive note on us, such as strong black woman or black girl magic, like these things are supposed to be positive 
affirmations or positive compliments, and they are. However, it's also great to be mindful (laughs) of how the pendulum swings on that. So with strong black woman, it's great to be strong. It's great to, you know, recognize your strengths and really tap into them when needed. But with that strength to also identify when you can be strong by relying on your supports. You can be strong by expressing your emotions. You can be strong by talking to a therapist if you're having a difficult time. Um, Redefining exactly what your strength is and what strong means and it not being so black and white. And the same thing about black girl magic, that we are these phenomenal beings that are able to execute and, and exude beauty and drip with this golden melanin. <laughs> but with that magic, um, it's also great to be mindful that if you can't pull a rabbit out of the hat today, it is okay. <laughs> that you don't always have to be on. You don't always have to do the most. You don't always have to be expected. You don't have to put this pressure on yourself. You don't always have to give what you don't have. And that's okay. You are still amazing, but it's okay to sit down today. And in in, in the light of um, Black History Month, I did a seminar this past Friday And it was on Black maternal mental health. And I talked a lot about the journey of Black motherhood for birthing parents and mothers and how the the development of of lacking trust in the medical system began, the strong Black woman trope, um, the anxieties that can come up for raising our Black children in America or even in this world and how that sits with us, hearing stories from Trayvon Martin's mother, hearing um, stories of Kira and how she didn't make it after giving birth to her baby, being able to advocate for ourselves when we are in the medical system and dealing with racism, discrimination, and all of the the things that are working not in our favor, but also not being someone that has to look at those statistics as our fate. And I really tried to hone on that, looking at all of our resources, looking at how as a community, we can uplift and support each other, the things that we can work on, advocacy, um, working with our political system, um, lobbying, all of those things to make a difference and change, educating ourselves, being able to hire a doula, um, being able to learn more about who we are, what our body is, and how to advocate and how to choose a provider, recognizing when a provider isn't a good match for you and that it's okay to say no and find someone else that is. And I feel like this book by Michelle really aligns with that. This is a whole another resource to tap into for Black women in order for them to recognize what it is that they need and being able to build up and push through. So I'm going to read a little snippet from her book. This is from chapter one, and it is Caring for Your Health. And I chose this chapter because often we can overlook our health Um, put it on the back burner, put everybody else forward, or sometimes just give up and not care or or say we don't have time or say I could do this instead of that and and not have the the discipline and not try to reframe 
health as it being something that you don't have to enjoy. If you don't want to go to the gym, but you just want to like dance and twerk in the living room for 30 minutes, that's good too. Do that, you know? But Michelle writes, there's no doubt that your health is a top priority when it comes to your self-care. Your health is a foundational part of you and has a heavy hand in determining how you function, how you show up, and how you are able to engage in your daily life. In your experience as a Black woman, your risk of experiencing challenges with your physical and mental health is great. You need your health and your energy to do the many things that are important to you. When you think of your health, think of your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. Take care of your body can mean many things, from breaking a sweat while working out to taking time to get your hair done. Physical self-care includes taking care of all the physical parts of your body. And as a Black woman, it means holding space for the intricate ways that you care for your precious body. In an affirmation, she writes, today, I will take steps to prepare myself for the good, healthy, and abundant changes that are coming my way. Why I love affirmations is because it's affirming something to be true. So rather you may not believe it in that moment, it's a way of telling your brain that this is to come. This is the trajectory that I'm on. This is the path that I'm on. This is why this is important to me. And eventually, after you tell yourself this over and over again, you'll start to believe it. And you'll start to act in that way. And it'll start to lift off all of those things that can be holding you back or interfering or even like a subconscious block that you may be carrying. And I love that affirmation. It really sat. It wasn't pressuring. It wasn't you know, saying something like, um, you're going to get up and you're going to do 150 burpees in the next 30 minutes. It's just something very simple as those words. So I highly recommend getting this book, um, because it is learning how to take care of you, freeing the black woman, super woman cape and celebrating the black womanhood, reclaiming your culture and ultimately recognizing how incredible you are. We can be so bound down by our society, by the responsibilities that we have for feeling like, well, nobody else can do it, so I have to do it. That we can burn ourselves out and we can feel freaking tired, resentful, um, angry and annoyed and frustrated where we may not have a moment of looking at a beluga whale and feeling mesmerized or grateful that we have that opportunity to share that with our kids Um, or that we don't have a moment to just sit down and get lost in a show about an actor going to the floor of the earth's ocean and seeing animals that we've never seen before or just being able to sit still and quiet and reflect and think about the things that we are grateful for that we have accomplished that have been a highlight and evaluate within our bodies, within our souls, within ourselves, what we need, what can refuel us, how can we pour back into ourselves, 
how to do an inventory and how to implement that more often where it's not like, oh, when's the last time I did something for myself? Well, I got my toes done. Um, let's see, when was Rhonda's wedding? Um, September, I think maybe, or I got my, my makeup done because I had to go to um, this event. That was some self-care, but no, like really like self-care, like self-care, like self-care. <laughs> like how how do you take care of yourself and if you don't take care of you if you don't take care of you who will and if you don't take a moment to reflect on how tired you are how exhausted you are how unhappy you are then what is really like the point of what it is that you're doing to make everybody else's life more more comfortable or happier but don't you think that you deserve to be happy and comfortable and really like live too? So I look forward to everyone that I'm going to be speaking to this season. And I want you to head over to Amazon and pick up I Own My Magic Self-Talk for Black Women by Michelle Goodlow. Um, you can also go onto her website and purchase the book as well. She is at gmichelle.com. And like I said, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. So if you're not following Push Through Mom on Instagram, go ahead, press pause on the podcast, head over to IG, follow us right now (laughs) so that you can um, have a chance at winning her book as well. And please email me any ways in which you practice self-care or any challenges in which you feel like you deal with in being able to practice self-care. I would love for this to be an ongoing conversation because we're just figuring out ways that we can push through. And if you can push through by being able to take care of yourself and enjoy life a little bit more, then I feel like that is all worth it. So, until next time, keep pushing. Get to know love if you want it.